And that's on period. Network. The attached message has been reviewed and deemed safe to distribute. Begin message. Welcome back to Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul, a show where we take meager rations and make them into eager passions. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. Listeners, I've been thinking a lot about ideals, how each of us builds up an image of ourselves in our heads. We see ourselves, our future, our relationships through the lens of potential, of what will eventually be, of something not yet realized. And while that is an often beneficial and uniquely human quality, there is also value in accepting what we have and where we are. I think of geometry and how strange and magical it is that a perfect circle does not exist in real life, even though we can see that perfect shape in our mind's eye. A material, physical circle, whether drawn or printed or constructed, will always contain a flaw that will inhibit its perfection. We don't need to hold ourselves to unattainable ideals. Our bumps and divots make us unique. The perfect us does not exist. That's what makes us real. And I'll take something real and flawed any day rather than something non-existent and perfect. That perhaps segues nicely into post-apocalyptic cooking. I think it's time we get started. Please join me in welcoming my guest this week. Hi, Elaine. <gasps> Name twins. Except I spell mine A-L-L-E-Y-N. Is that still confusing for your audience? Because I can do something different if you want. I'm sure they can follow. Uh, unless there's something you've always wanted to try out. Oh, shit. Hmm. <gasps> what about Trinity? Trinity? Like from The Matrix? Sure. We're both like super tall and hot in a subtle cheekbony kind of way, right? Why not? Why not indeed? Well, hello, Trinity. Thank you for opening your bunker for me. Well, it really didn't seem like I had a choice, seeing as you poked through what I thought was a very thick wall of earth. I got a nose for thin walls. They call me Nosy Elaine because of the wall thing, but also because I love drama. <laughs> Which reminds me, I got a bone to pick with ya. I listened to your previous What's the Word episodes. Remember that one with penne bolognese? With that pun, I think the name was Robin, making all those Italian jokes. Yes, I, I do remember. I'm, I'm sorry for offending. It's my fault for- That shit was funny. <laughs> Pizza rolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you thought so. Uh, Robin was clearly tickled, and I didn't know how to edit stuff out back then. Then they kind of went off the radar, and I kind of decided it was a silly way to remember them by. But whatever happened to that Captain Krauss guy? Seemed like something was going to happen there. As for Krauss, well, I know I haven't seen him since he raided LA Dental Care and forced me underground. Ah, I was hoping you guys duked it out or something. I love a good scrap. I don't think I stand much of a chance in the face of him and an army of semi-sentient robots, but I'll try to give you a heads up if things uh, go down. Ah, uh, thanks, Elaine. 
Now, I hate to get all pushy, but you said you was gonna cook me something? <laughs> My freaking stomach is doing one of these. You're making a kind of scrunched up annoyed face while making a knocking gesture into the air in front of you. What are you doing? You making fun of me? No, of course not. I was just describing your sight gag for the audience at home. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't stay mad at you, Elaine. You're too freaking pure. Are we going to get started or what? Certainly. Now I'm going to describe something and I'd like for you to keep an open mind about it. Well, I hate being told what to do, so no promises. Fair enough. Uh, give me your honest thoughts on the concept of a sloppy Joe. What are you, crazy? I love that shit. Sans bun. Oh. Okay. Should have reined in my excitement. Okay, let me process. First reaction is... Gross. Followed closely by... Why? Which is chased with an... Eh, I'm pretty hungry anyway. That's kind of where I'm at, too. The last little thought skittering across my brain is we gotta call something like that a better name. How's about a nasty Jane? I could totally throw down with a nasty Jane. Alright, our twist on this chili sopped breadless sandwich will hereby be dubbed a nasty Jane. You talk real weird, you know that? Hey yo Elaine, what's this thingy? This is a propane-powered hot plate. We'll be using it to cook up our dish, which I was hoping we could crack into at last. Hey, what are you looking at me for? You're the only one here? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm a little on edge these days. You know, you go to LA for a little February sunshine, and then all of a sudden, two or three nuclear bombs are falling all over the place, and you're elbowing Rob Reiner in the gut for the last jar of kimchi in a fully looted Ralph's parking lot. I'm basically in permanent scrapping mode. It hasn't been easy on anyone, but at least most of us are in a city we consider home. I'm sure tourists have had an extraordinarily difficult time adjusting to Rob Reiner's notorious aggression around cabbage products. Hey, you hear that? My stomach is ready to throw hands for Nasty Janes. Right. Let's get started. Most people know that a sloppy joe is basically a pile of loose meat with an assortment of sweet and savory mixins. Normally the mass is somewhat held together between a bun, but bread is still contraband and hard to come by these days, so we'll be skipping that part and just eating the, uh, filling, I guess? Is this a bad idea? Mmm, assorted mixins. I don't know what that means, but I tell you right now, I am 100% on board. Well, it's a pretty interpretive recipe at best. Since California's beef livestock are now rumored to be feral, mutating into a new and unclassified subspecies, and wreaking ravenous havoc on the forests of the Pacific Northwest, we humbly swap that out for some brown lentils. We're going to use one cup and cover it up with two cups of water. Hold on. We're not even using real meat? This Jane really is nasty. She is indeed. Let's get those boiling here. Should take just about 20 minutes or so. Cool. What else are we throwing in? You can gather yellow mustard, agave, salt, pepper, and chili powder, garlic powder, onion powder, liquid smoke if you have it, Worcestershire sauce, a can of tomato sauce, and um, uh, I think that's it. <gasps> Did you get all that at the ration swap? These days, I mostly try to avoid going topside at all, and prefer to trade with my underground neighbors. Yeah, same. Ever since the state started overseeing the swaps, it's not the best place to be. 
They've combined the ration swaps with the public lashins. Folks are calling them rations and lashins. Oh my. That's news. The whole thing is pretty depressing. I don't mind saying. Well, now might be a good time to throw to a break. I need a moment to process that information. When we return, we'll have some cooked lentils to work with, and we'll set to putting together this protein-dense recipe we're calling a Nasty Jane. This episode is probably brought to you by Couriers, a black market service that most people use to relay messages to loved ones above and below ground. Couriers are known for their careful discretion, for being nearly untraceable, and for harboring a deep love of televised spy dramas. The Couriers will deliver banana notes, bananas with a note scribbled into the flesh for the fee of the banana itself. They will deliver USBs to a specific person for the price of one pack of cigarettes or sour punch straws. And a courier might distribute a series of USBs around town in exchange for a series of hot meals. Ones that travel, no soups. Find your local courier by presenting one of these items in a designated drop-off pickup spot. Consult your local Whisper Channel for where that spot might be. To find your local Whisper Channel, communicate with your neighbors in a series of coded inquiries. For a guide on communicating via coded inquiries, watch some spy dramas like MacGyver, Mission Impossible, or Alias. Or else try to blink meaningfully and use long pauses surrounding your surface inquiry. This should signal something meaningful and you might be able to get somewhere from there. And be sure to leave out cookies or other treasures for your courier during holidays. It makes everyone feel good when we do that. Big thanks to couriers for making this show happen. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Ah, oh, so quick. I thought we was going to take a break. The break is really just for the audience and for our ad sponsor. I'm trying to get better at seamless transitions. Ah, oh, well, I think you nailed it. Nearly. So, these lentils look to be done here. A lot quicker than 20 minutes, mind you. Yes, we have a rather miraculous little one-quart pot here. I try not to question its method. Respect. So now that the lentils are nice and tender, we can just go ahead and begin measuring and mixing in our flavor. All right. Put me to work, Elaine. First, we're going to put in a can of tomato sauce. You sure? A full can seems like a lot to me. Mm, me too. Let's just do three-fourths of a can. We can add the rest later if we want to. Cool. What's next? We need a tablespoon of agave and a tablespoon of that. Uh, Worcestershire sauce. War... War... Worcestershire. That's why I just said that. You can also use A1 sauce if that's handier. Definitely easier to say, I'll say that much. Do you have, like, measuring tools or... Well, these days I just... Eyeball it. It won't be perfect, but it'll be close. These days, any food that exists outside of a can is perfect to me. Agreed. So after that, we add in a teaspoon of mustard. Done. And a half a teaspoon of onion and garlic powder and liquid smoke. Let's give it a big stir. And salt and pepper? As much as you like. I love these little ceramic salt and pepper shakers you have. <gasps> can I use the set that looks like Popeye and olive oil? Got a soft spot in my heart for those two. <laughs> By all means. 
Oh my, you're really going to places with that pepper. <laughs> I'm a pepper gal. I can appreciate that. Shall we? Sounds good. I'm freaking pumped. Plate or mug? Mm, mug. Something about seeing all this spread over an otherwise empty plate really, uh, how do I say this nicely, bums me the hell out. I understand. Here we go. A bon Applebee's. A, a bon appetit. Mmm, I don't think I would have added that much pepper, but uh, I admit it works here. Oh my, you are really just going for it. Mmm, oh my god, this shit is amazing! Mind if I have seconds? Please, as long as you leave a smidge. I owe the courier a couple of back payments. Wow, imagine if we had bread. I imagine it every day. Thick buns just soaking up this nasty Jane. Mmm, feels strangely erotic when you say it like that. Hmm, everything sounds a little sexual when you're as sensual as I am. Nothing I can do about it, Elaine. Well, I really appreciate you coming by to bring this variation on a classic to life. Of course. Thanks for sharing your chow with me. And hey, I'll send someone over to patch up that new hole I burrowed to get in here. It could be useful if it didn't run adjacent to the entrance I already have. <laughs> Hmm, too bad, huh? Yes, too bad. Will you take these uh, leftovers to the drop-off point while they're still hot on your way to your bunker? Sure thing, Elaine. Be safe over here, huh? You're pretty close to the state's HQ. People worry. Ah, uh, I also hate being told what to do, so no promises. Hey, nice! See ya, Elaine. Goodbye, Trinity. Listeners, we strive for ideals. Some believe these shapes in our heads, the perfect circle, the perfect recipe, exist to help guide us towards them. And I think we should strive for such heights, because we all deserve good things. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't deviate and explore. Something finished and passable can be better than something unfinished because it lacks perfection. And sometimes imperfections can be much more real and interesting in a mug and full of pepper. Thanks for being here for this recipe for meeting us where we're at, imperfections and all. Until next time, this has been Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I'm Elaine Martinez, not crying, hugging you. Good night. Elaine's Cooking for the Soul is brought to you by the Period Podcast Network. Story by Rosa Delgado and Allison Slice. Written by Allison Slice and directed by Rosa Delgado. The role of Elaine Martinez was played by Rosa Delgado. The role of Elaine, AKA Trinity, was played by Samantha Gordon. The role of a courier was played by Rachel Wong. To hear more incredible voice work from Samantha and Rachel, go check out the hilarious fiction podcast, The Carlotta Botox Chronicles. Stay tuned after the credits to listen to a trailer for the show. Music by Uri Avi. Logo design by Stig Grieve. Special thanks to our friend Alan Hopfensberger for following us on Twitter and offering up the dynamic duo of names for our character, Elaine, a.k.a. Trinity. End of message. 
Greetings from Hollywood and the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, the 67% true adventures of a 100% fake actress. Why are you wearing a white Hitler mustache? I was just doing some character work on a role I'm auditioning for. You're auditioning for Hitler? For a got milk commercial, silly. Huh, not sure how I get how Hitler ties in with milk, but whatever. Maria Mimosa here. We are live on E with the one and only Carlotta Botox. Exactly. Mmm, let's talk about this dress. Are those hermit crabs? It's a fully functioning hermit crab circus. It's a metaphor for Hollywood, you know? Indeed. I mean, has anyone ever come to the Oscars with crabs before? <laughs> I don't know, uh, maybe Harvey Weinstein? This is Carlotta Botox, actress and influenceress. I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood in the comedy podcast, The Carlotta Botox Chronicles. Available wherever you listen to pods.